Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J. Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work, repping it all over. It's right on the T-shirt. Fan for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Cause if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is Jay Will. Welcome to the show, yeah. Wrestle, flow, 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 yeah. TikTokers only. Welcome to Wrestling Reverb. I am fellow TikToker Josh Robinson, double zero, and this is not a TikToker, Kevin Carroll, the absolute scum. I'm here for the anti-TikTokers. I'm here for the crowd that just wants it to go away. And I'm here for the ones that want it to completely stay. Um, I am just, I'm all in on this thing now. I don't sleep. I, that's all I do when I'm doing anything else. The moment I get off of anything is just like, I'm going to get back on TikTok and think of all the ideas for my semi-mediocre TikToks that are getting slightly better by the day. Um, but all I think about is TikTok. So welcome to the TikTok Power Hour. That is known as Wrestling Reverb, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about WrestleMania at some point. But um, Kevin, it's Easter. Well, it's it's Easter. The Easter weekend has started for me. It's Good Friday here. What a good day. Uh, uh, and it's Thursday for you, but uh, we were just talking before. Shit's too crazy right now to even begin to even feel like Easter. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's Easter, but hope everyone's like I, a nice like, break. I said, like I said on our little pre-chat, I didn't know it was Easter weekend until today. Um, I'm, I'm just that out of the way. I, 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 it's funny because the way um, the way I work at work is that, you know, when I'm writing a story and I put it in our little system, you slug it by date. Like, you name it by date, basically, so they know where to find it. And I've been putting the wrong dates on things because I just don't know what day it is. Yeah, every day is kind of rolling into the next and you're like, what's really going on? I don't really know. Um, you guys heard from me earlier in the week on Brothers by Laura and on the Josh Robinson show that I'm back at work now, but I still don't know what day it is. I'm like, where am I? And because Easter again, obviously we have the day off of work today because it's Good Friday, everything's closed. Um, so that's even thrown a loop into things. I'm like... Where am I? Like, what is going on? I don't know what's going on. I'm every day is just the same. Like, I'm waking up and doing the same thing, um, which is good and bad. But I mean, I think that we're all at this point with this uh social distancing lockdown stuff that we're getting to a point of like everyone is. It's like three or four weeks in, and everyone's kind of done everything that they had planned to do, and now they're like. What do I do now? Because I have seen the world go into a crazy state because some people are just making weird videos. Everyone is on TikTok now because that's all they have time to do. Um, man, have you seen some just weird shit? I mean, just like what is people bored is a weird thing. It is. It, it, it is. Cause like, yeah, you know, it, when we first went into this, this, this lockdown, it was like, oh, man, I have so much time now to do all the things I want to do. I'll read that book. I'll, I'll, I'll make my bed. I'll do I'll do more laundry shit like that. Here we are. That, 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 that stuff's all done. You've read that book. Mm-hmm. You've made that bed. You've done that laundry. And it's now like, well, I'll just sit here and, you know, you've, you've binged that show already. And you're like, well, do I do it again? Or do I find a new show? Yeah. But <laughs> someone like me, who's like, 
I talk myself into trying new things and then I inevitably back out and do something that I've done before. Um, for example, I, a couple weeks ago on my, my personal Twitter account, I tweeted that I was going to watch a new movie every night, a movie I'd never seen before. That was like two weeks ago. I've watched two movies since then and I had already seen one of them. <laughs> what a mood, Kevin. That is yeah. me in a nutshell is like, I'm going to do this. And then inevitably I just do what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Well, um, one thing I am doing new is, uh, at, at least as far as, you know, binging stuff and watching stuff goes, I started new girl. Ooh. I don't I never watched new girl. Mm, new girl's, it's okay. I, I liked new girl. It wasn't it's, like it's my like, favorite thing ever, but I yeah, I'm, watched it. I'm, I'm, I'm only, I mean, I'm like, th- I think three or four episodes in and my, you know, it takes got, a minute. It like, it, it revs up a little, you know, those shows yeah, are like, mm, and then it goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, show, I think a lot of shows are like that. Yeah. My knee jerk reaction is like, it's pretty, it's like, it's cute. You know, it's like, it's I, I, I like the background, characters. All, great background yeah. noise. <laughs> they're, they're all like, you know, the, I, I enjoy the presence of like, there's no character where I'm like, wow, I hate them. That's so good. That's a good thing. I mean, I knew that was okay. I only watched it once through, and I was like, "Yeah, that was fine." I, I it certainly wasn't a waste of my time, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm the same. I I'm always like, I'll try something new and whatever. But inevitably, I'm just doing the same shit. Um, I did have a mission, and this is weird, a weird mission to have. But in my two weeks off, and this is this time where I'm just on my own. I was like, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna finish some video games that I've just started and never really completed. In my okay. whole life, never finished Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I went and finished that. Oh, my that. God. Never finished it in my life. I went and finished it. I've nearly finished Red Dead Redemption 2. I finished GTA 5 on my PS4, which I'd already done on my Xbox 360. But I finished that, and I've started GTA Vice City. And I'm just like, I want to, like, start these and finish these instead of just leaving. <laughs> You're basically just out there causing mayhem in the video game world from what I'm, I'm gathering. Yeah, GTA well, and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, basically that's what I'm doing. But I've just noticed even like some of like the uh, like the channels that I watch on YouTube. For example, I still watch Jenna Marbles because I'm stuck in 2011, but let's not go there. But even she's just like, she had a video yesterday that came out. It was like a 30 minute video of her showing us her house in the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm like, she never makes content like this. She's going crazy as well. It's like everybody is going just absolutely nuts. And it's wonderful to watch because it's great. Yeah. Content wise on YouTube is like peak because everyone's just has time on their hands so they're just making yeah it, it, stuff. it's interesting because there's such a de- like right now there's probably never been a, a more of a demand for new content yeah so these these creators on youtube and all you know, you know twitch and all that stuff and on they're probably TikTok. Like, they're, they're probably sitting tiktok you know, they're probably sitting there thinking like well we have to make a lot of new stuff and they have the time but it's it's not it's the creative juices necessarily it's so hard to come up with something new like every day yeah like i'm just even me personally i'm like like I had those two Josh plays things, which I never do a week apart. I'm always spacing them out. And I'm like, I've obviously got all my other shows that I do, but I've been like bankering out some recording and I've been, I have a lot of Josh plays in the thing that I just had time to do because I just, I don't have anyone to talk to. So I'm like, let's just talk into a microphone and play video games for a couple of hours. So like I'm even, I'm getting more stuff done. And if I can look on the positive side of anything, and like I do, I mean, the positive side of this whole mess is that people are getting shit done and people are making quality content. And um, I don't know, I'm spending a lot more time with my cat, which I never hate. So um, 
can't really can't really be too mad. I mean, shit's still crazy. Although I will say, Australia, out of everyone in the world, is slowly flattening the curve for this country. We're doing the right thing. We're staying home. Um, obviously, we can't become complacent. There's still a long ways to go. But yeah. uh, we're, we're slowly like the cases are getting down every single day. Like new cases that are being um, discovered. So that's a good thing. I mean, if you can that's look great at it like thing. that. Um, maybe we can take it. Maybe we could take some friggin' example. It, yeah, wow. It's it's so hard to gauge in the United States because it's like everyone's just, every state's sort of doing their own thing. Like yeah, California, are going down, I believe. Yeah, we're Pennsylvania. All blanketed, so. Yeah, Pennsylvania is not. <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen some. Yeah, obviously, I've seen all the statistics and that because it's everywhere. But um, you know, it's a it's. It just does show, not that it's over by any stretch of the word, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Like, yeah, there is a way could, to get through this. We could conceivably get through this. You know, it's not out of the question. It's not like we're done, you know? Oh, no, no. We've still got a long ways to go, but who knows? We're I th- fighters, I th- We are fighters. I think we're going to get through it, and I, you can probably hear in the sound of my voice, I don't sound as so depressed when I talk about it, just because, like... I'm sick of being so like ugh towards it. Like, yes, it's a part of life. We can talk about it. It's fine. But we can also just, I'm not focusing and dwelling on it as much as I was just because it's become, it's slowly becoming normal, which is weird. If you understand what I mean, like it's slowly no, just, yeah, I get it. a part it's, of it's, life. Mm. The, the sort of the novelty of, of it all is, is wearing off where it's like, you know, a couple ah. weeks ago, this was all new, and we were like, wow, like there's nothing on TV. There's no sports on. There's no, you can't leave the house. Everyone's got masks and gloves on. Like, it's so weird. And now it's like, kind of, it, it is, yeah. it's kind of normalized. And it, it, yeah. that, in, that in itself is very weird. It is weird. And I, another thing that I noticed before we move on to what this show is intended for, which is wrestling, I think, um, musicians are on their YouTube channels, their Instagram, uh, Instagram live, by the way, is blowing up. Everybody's going live on Instagram. Um, but, uh, musicians are doing covers of their songs and they're writing new music and they're just sharing it, you know, immediately to the world because they don't, they can't go in their studios and record these things. Um, so that's kind of cool to see. Even like, I don't know if you uh, are a fan of late night talk or just talk shows in general, but um, Jimmy Kimmel and that are doing all their stuff from their homes. <laughs> like they're, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're doing what they could do because yeah. you know, they know they, they, these, these, you know, especially like late night talk show hosts, because they, they, they've assumed sort of a role where it's like, they, they, they're sort of, a lot of people I, I would argue like get news from late night talk. Like they, you know, they hear a lot of things right from Kimmel and Fallon and Colbert. Yeah. So these guys are like, you know, a big part of everyone's lives. So for them to be, and, and, and Trevor Noah too is doing stuff from his home. These people are, these guys are out there that, you know, they're, they're trying their damnedest to put out stuff for you to sort of make, make it feel like, you know, nothing's changed. Like they're trying to make yeah. it feel as though, it's normal. Life goes on. Yeah, life is yeah. going on. And they obviously have connections within the entertainment industry to talk to, you know, whoever it may be and, and get them on their show. Um, here's a side question. Who's your favorite late night talk show host? You know, I damn. Um, I, I, I actually think I like them all for different for different reasons. I like Colbert. Cop out answer. Cop out okay. answer there, Kevin. I probably like Colbert because I, I was a big Colbert Report fan. Mm. Um I like Jimmy Fallon's games, but I don't like his like demeanor. He laughs at his own jokes too much. I think he, I think, I think he thinks everything is just a bit too funny. 
I'm a Kimmel um, guy. I'm a Kimmel dude. I love Jimmy Kimmel. So no, I, I like Kimmel. Uh, I think I think Kimmel is. I don't know if I call him the funniest. I think he might be the most inventive. I think he might be the most like. He's very like. It's not. Fallon to me seems like a. It's constantly like he's trying to make a joke. Kimmel's a little bit more natural in just having a conversation and making it funny. Yeah, I think, I, guess, Kimmel, I, think I think Kimmel's brand of humor is a bit more like deadpan, and he's you know he doesn't I, like force. Yeah. But I, I think like Fallon forces jokes. I think Kimmel and Colbert just sort of let them happen. Yeah, and obviously the thing the thing that you know even like Colbert doesn't really do like you know bits and skits and stuff. Fallon literally that's all he does. Yeah, Kimmel's sort of like that middle ground. Yeah. Where he'll put out some funny ass videos, especially oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh yeah, but he's not like out there. Like, you know, he's not making his contestants like play beer pong. No, he's not. And um, and Guillermo, yeah. I love Guillermo, so I'm just a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. So, oh, like, like Guillermo at the Oscars is one oh, of my favorite. Oh my god! I, the amount of times I've watched those videos, and I still laugh every time because he just gets everyone drunk on tequila. It's so and he just gets him, he gets himself just ruined. <laughs> he's like always. I like, can't imagine. Like I, I, I could never do that because I just cannot take that many shots of tequila. Oh, me either. I would pass. I would pass out, but. I yeah I love Jimmy Kimmel so I'm a Jimmy Kimmel guy I just Fair. because I, I just I, I think watch I, those on the I just think YouTube. I have more experience with Colbert because you know I I used to watch I, I was a big when when you had the Stuart Colbert back to back thing I was huge on that I don't not that I Trevor Noah's fine it's just like those are huge shoes to fill mm, mm. um here's a before again before we move on to wrestling we'll get there at some point. Um, how do you feel about uh, Conan O'Brien? Because some people are very indifferent on him. I don't really watch. I mean, I, I can never. I honestly don't think I've really ever sat down with the sole purpose of watching Conan. Mm. I, I think he could be funny. I, I, I think you kind of have to be to be a late night host. Yeah. Um, but I'm never like, oh, I gotta watch Conan. You know, I, I couldn't name like a single memorable moment from his show that I, I could remember, and I could I could give you dozens from the other shows. That's fair. That's honestly fair. I think Conan is a little bit. He used to be funny, and we've just never really found him funny because he's not so much. He's he used to be funny in a different generation, almost. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. yeah. It is what he's it is. Fine. He's just yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if there are other late night hosts out there. There's more. Um, there's Lily Singh and shit, and I don't really find her very funny. Um, I, I find know. her very. I like funny. I like Seth Meyers. Um, Do you see? I'm not a Seth Meyers guy. I find his face. I just can't. I just don't I, like. I, it. <laughs> I like Seth Meyers because like I think he toes the line really well between like smug and funny. Like he like he makes you like he his face is definitely a little smug and a little pretentious. But I don't like. I think he's like smart enough and good. I I think he I think he uses that to his advantage. Like I think he does that. I think he leans into that a little bit. Okay, fair. Yeah, each to their um, own. Each to their own. But I I, oh, I I'm just a big late night person. I like. What, do you, what about what about Corden? James Corden. Oh no! See, okay, so everyone assumes that I'd love James Corden. I like his like um. What's that? one with the food spill your guts or fear your guts i like that and i used to like carpool karaoke before it became a shell of itself but um i don't like james corden he like pisses me off i again you know not someone who really sits down and watches corden as much as the others um i like carpool karaoke when it's someone that i i enjoy yeah the paul mccartney one i thought was great uh, the Chili Peppers i thought was cool just because like you get to hear them sing their songs the michelle it's obama nice. one is fantastic <laughs> I never saw that one. It's with Missy Elliott. 
That's a combo. Jesus yeah. Christ. And yeah, Michelle like, Obama raps, and it's like, holy shit. Oh, it's probably dope as hell. Michelle yeah. Obama was like probably one of the coolest people in the world. Honestly, like I always really like Michelle. When like I don't know how you feel about Ellen DeGeneres. I know that's daytime, but um, she has these like things where she takes like Michelle Obama to CVS and stuff like that, and it's oh my god, it's hilarious. Have you been uh? Well, it's kind of topical that you bring up Ellen. Have you been seeing some of the some of the backlash she's been getting yes, on Twitter? A lot, and, and apparently. I, like, yeah. And I don't know if I believe it because, like, everything I know about Ellen suggests that she's just a, a delight. But there's so a many lot, people saying that she isn't a lot that it makes people, me believe it. Yeah, a lot of people seem to have stories, like, firsthand stories of how she's, like, bad. Mm, I've, seen, like, yeah. I've seen it maybe, I don't know, I think it was honestly during Raw when I first seen it, maybe. And I was like, what is this? And, you know, when you just click and click and click. And then there's, like... There's dated stuff that people are like Ellen is not a nice person. She's only nice to the people that like are big time celebrities. Yeah. And like she doesn't give a crap about anybody else. And like while Ellen on the surface is like, oh, this lovely, like kind human that just wants to and that's all we know her as, because that's if you watch Ellen, that's she is true. that. Um, but then we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So Yes, okay, it's easy to say I don't believe it, but why don't we believe We believe that she's nice, even though we don't know for a fact that she's nice. So, I yeah, mean, no. it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, I, I see it. And I, was I, like, it's, I it's feel like more often than not, with these celebrities, you, you, you all, I feel like more often than not, you're hearing something like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that person did this, but they stink, they're, they're bad behind the scenes. Yeah. It, it really sucks because you, you obviously these celebrities put on public personas and you think they're so great yeah. and you, you sort of get to you, you get to liking them you like their stuff you like their you like their their deal and then they just, Ellen is like she's always helping people out and just seems like the funniest nicest woman yeah that's why I enjoy hearing stories when like celebrities help people give me that <laughs> like, tea give me that tea on anybody whether it's good or bad yeah. like, <laughs> um, I'm just here for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love hearing like genuine good stories about about celebrities because you know it sort of reinforces the fact that there are decent people in like positions of power. You know, who's, I don't know if you know this about this person, but I always see kind stories about one of the most. They say, you know, when they say like this is the most like kind human in Hollywood or blah blah blah. They say the most unpro like the um unproblematic person in Hollywood is Anne Hathaway. I believe that. Me too, because she just looks like someone that isn't like, she just seems like a nice person, but she doesn't like. She seems like down to earth. Yeah, and just I like very normal and like not doing anything bad, not doing anything like overly great, like going out of her way to be like, here's $100,000 to these people, these people, but just like. She seems like, a, yeah, yeah, I think grounded. she's not someone you see pop up in like the tabloids or no. on TMZ or, you like, know. Like when have you ever seen a bad Anne Hathaway story? Because I can't I personally I recall. So, I, I think the know. most heartwarming thing is that I've never heard a bad I've I've never heard a bad story about Tom Hanks. Me either. And, that, and I was so sad when he had coronavirus. And it was I know. Australia. I'm glad like, the team's on the on the, on the mend and on the up yeah. and up. But he's someone that if I heard a bad story about Tom Hanks, I I'd probably crumble because he just has this reputation as like the nicest guy. Yeah, I always like celebrities that I always look at as like just like I just think these are nice people is like um, pink. I always see great stories about pink and the way she talks. I just like, I like pink. I don't really love pink's music, but 
I don't I, know. There's something about her that's just like, I, I, like, like I, I do person. like Pink's music. It's okay. Like some of the songs are a bit try hard for me, but and they're very <laughs> like your mum loves these music, loves these songs. You know, what I mean, every mum loves Pink. Oh, my mum loves Pink. So does my mum. I've been to a I'm, Pink concert. It it was fine. I went with my mum, and it was like cool. Like her live shows are really cool. She does lots of like, um, like what's the word? She goes in like a trapeze and shit. That That's kind cool. of shit. Yeah, it was it I'm was pretty lit. Guy, but... She just seems like a nice person, but yeah, I I'll, I'll I'll put it on record. I think Anne Hathaway is the most unproblematic unproblematic person in Hollywood today. So there you go. <laughs> all right, well we're we're okay. nearly twenty minutes in and we haven't talked about wrestling at all. So um, what is wrestling? Yeah, what the fuck is wrestling? Um, there was this little thing that happened over the weekend called WrestleMania. I don't know if you happened to catch it, uh, Kevin, but uh. It you was know, a couple I, of nights. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, you just, just surfing through the, uh, so the variety the of stuff. What were you, what were the you channels. <laughs> the channels? Oh, channel and all, all of a sudden my Xbox turned on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it took me right to the network and I was like, I was like, oh, wow. Like this little, this, this, oh, wow. this, this wrestle mania, oh, mania. Yeah. And you know, like I tuned in and pretty good. Yeah, pretty good couple of nights. Um, I, I I did too. I was I went into the show with I don't know what I was really expecting. I know we talked about it and we we're kinda of like I was optimistic. I was like hoping for I think they were gonna surprise me. They certainly did. I think that I don't there's not really too much to co- complain about. In that situation that they were in, they put on a pretty damn good couple of nights, to be completely honest. And uh, oh yeah, no, I, that's the that's the thing where I, whenever I'm when I was watching it, I've watched it back uh, even since and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't like that I didn't, you know, this, you know, rub me the wrong way. I have to like put it in perspective and be like, they're literally operating with their backs against the wall here. And they do the- but you know what? Yeah. Uh, WWE has shown time and time again that there is literally, they are literally never better than when they are faced with an, like, an unfortunate yep. situation. Yep. Whether it's like from a fan's perspective, a world's perspective, um, you know, when like people go into a show, it's like, this is going to be a terrible show. That's when their best shows happen. That's when they're like, yeah, that's when they're like, all right, we'll, we'll show you. Like, get Every fucked. so often, they just have to remind people that they are literally the preeminent wrestling company yep. in the world for a reason. Yep. There, there's a reason they have the staying power that they do. There's a reason that they are, whether people like to admit it or not, and people will disagree with this, they are the number one wrestling company in the world because at the end of the day, they are, their main focus is what happens inside of that ring. They do have a lot. I don't think you. Could, I don't even think you could argue that they're not. No, I don't think you could say they're not number one. I, I, I would like. I would factually debate you. Yeah, just statistically and just they are. They're the most. If people don't know wrestling, they don't even call it wrestling. Sometimes they like you watch the WWE and you just say yeah, yes. That, that right there is a really good point. Yeah. Um. I know people that I talk to. They know that I like this. I, I'm very open about the fact that I like WWE or like wrestling, I should say. And they will say to me, oh, so you watch that WWE stuff, not that wrestling program. You watch that WWE stuff because that is wrestling to the casual fan. Wrestling isn't wrestling. Wrestling is WWE. Wrestling is John Cena, The Rock, Hulk Hogan. That's what wrestling is to people. So yeah. they don't know if who I try Cesaro to, is. If they I don't try know. To explain, like, if I try to explain AEW or New Japan to, like, yeah. a, to a non-wrestling fan, they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. I'll, if I just say, yeah, I was watching WWE, they'll at least like be like, oh, okay. I know what that is. And yeah. no further questions. That's how I kind of, uh, it's, it's weird. Though. It's weird to, uh, oh yeah, you get that all the time. And I usually just give them the middle finger. 
Um, but that's how I, 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 just, literally, I literally just say like, I don't care. <laughs> I literally say, okay, cool. Middle finger. See you later. I don't really want to have too much of a conversation with you. That's basically my, uh, my way of dealing with people like that. But yeah, that's like, it's just easier to say, yeah, I watched the WWE. There's really not many follow-up questions. Um, and that's, if I said I watch wrestling, they'd be like, so you watch that stuff with John Cena in it? And I'd be like, yes, I watch the WWE. That's how I'd basically have that conversation go. Cause that's what people, what's what it is. So when their backs are against a wall, whatever the situation is, they genuinely do show up and they're like, okay, we'll show you who we are and we're going to do the best we can. And I mean, let's talk about, let's dive into, did you watch the pre-shows to both? I did. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I okay. will say night one, I was under the influence. So, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I don't know. The pre-show concept obviously was a lot different because it's not usual. Usually at this point, it's a two-hour kickoff for WrestleMania and they're in the stadium and all that kind of shit. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. Corey Graves and um, Peter Rosenberg did it, which was cool. Um, I like Peter. He's way better than Sam Roberts, so I'm yeah. more than happy. And Corey Graves is good at dictating those kind of those yeah. kind of shows. Um, they were fine. Um, we had Cesaro and Drew Gulak on the first one. That was a little short, but I mean, I'm not mad at seeing Cesaro and Drew Gulak technically open up. No, it was it was definitely short, but it was good. I, I, I do I think that you know it could it, it could have been longer for sure, just because you know they, it wasn't like you had the the regular pre-show where you have like three four personalities all trying to get their their licks in and you have you know interviews and all that stuff. It was and literally usually just, on a kickoff. There's like on a WrestleMania kickoff, there's three or four matches. Yeah. And yeah, this, so it definitely could have been longer, but I'm not like crazy mad about it because what we got was very good. Yeah, it was that fun. finish was like oh, super ridiculously wow. crazy. Cesaro is great. And I'm, gra- I'm glad that, excuse me, I'm glad that uh, Drew Gulak is getting way more time lately to develop himself with Brian and everything going on there. So I was happy. Yeah, but- that's, a, that's a really interesting group of people just uh, uh, on both sides of that feud. You have just a, a fantastic wrestling and, but also mm-hmm. you have good character. Like mm-hmm. you know, Brian and Gulak are like your wrestling purists. And then you have Shinsuke, the Enigma and, and Cesaro, the sort of the, the, the hitman of the squad. And friggin' it's just, you know, and then of course, Sami Zayn is the, I think Sami Zayn, is pitch perfect in his role. Me too. Me too. I, yeah. I'm really into all of them. We'll talk about the Intercontinental Championship match in a second, but um, we did technically open up WrestleMania for the first time ever with women. Women have I never know. opened up WrestleMania before. Tag team championship match. Didn't think this would go on first, to be completely no, honest. No, it didn't seem like, a, like an opener to me. Um, I'm not mad. But again, in retrospect... I'm mad at it. They got some T I M E. They got some time. They did. They, and it was I, I kept. I kept like thinking, like, what is this? I was like, wow. Like, I can't believe this is like still going. And there were some near falls. There was like some good shit. You know, tag team. I'm not, yeah, not match. mad at it. You know? This WrestleMania, every match could, could should conceivably get time. Yep, because there's nothing in between. It's just all wrestling, and this was wrestling, the, about. this was the longest women mat, uh, women's match, I believe, of the entire two nights. It was. Mm-hmm. The only Which one that came close is a little later we'll talk about. But um, tag team title match, Bliss Cross. I said I thought they were going to win these championships. I am happy to see them, I think, with Bliss and Cross. I love the Kabuki Warriors, don't get me wrong. 
Um, now, at the time of recording, of course, this, of course, we're recording before SmackDown. There is going to be a tag team championship rematch on SmackDown this week. Um, who knows? Sometimes WWE do those things where they put them back on and it was just like a WrestleMania win. Who knows? But I sense that Bliss and Cross are going to hold on to these championships for a little for a little while at least. Um, I thought the match was pretty damn good. I like the finish. I like that Nikki Cross got to uh, showcase her skills and really kind of come into her own in this match. Bliss got the win, of course, over Kyrie Sane. Um, how do you feel about the title change and and what did you think about so, particularly Nikki Cross in this match? You know, I I, I wanted the Kabuki Warriors to win. I I, I said that on, on our pre on our previous show. I thought I thought they would win. I, I was a little surprised. Um, part of me thinks that you know I, I would have liked to have seen a a new team, you know, someone new pop up to take the belts. But in the absence of that, uh, Bliss and Cross are a great. They're they're a great team. They they've really like proven they've proven me wrong. I remember going back to when they first formed, when I was like, this isn't gonna last. They don't have the the right dynamic. I don't buy it, and I've eaten my words. You know, they are terrific. They, 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 the, the the clash of styles is like and and just personalities is so ridiculous. It works. And they they didn't get to really run with the belts the first. This is this is the second time they've had them, right? Yeah, second time. The Kabuki Warriors actually beat Bliss and Cross for the title. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I, I don't and like, I don't think they really had the chance to run with the belts the first time. So maybe this is yeah, this is them saying like, hey, you know, we have this tag team. They've been around the block. They are two really good competitors that people believe in and like. And want to watch, so nothing against the Kabuki Warriors because obviously people really love them too. I think that's become apparent. Yeah, I think, but I'm I'm interested to see. And I thought, I mean, you know, to, to touch on what you said about Nikki Cross, I, I think I've all I, I have always liked Nikki Cross. I think she's a really underrated worker in the ring. You know, I love I love most of her stuff from NXT. So I was, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised by uh, everything she's accomplished and everything she's done with Alexa Bliss. I. Yeah. I this isn't the career path I charted for her, but you know what? It's gotten her to championship gold. So it, who's to say it's not the right path? I think she was great. I think they were all great. And I'm interested to see where, where we, you know, we send Asuka and Kyrie now. Yeah. Do they stay together? Do they, do they do single stuff? Do they feud? I think there's a lot of really good things, like a lot of really interesting things they could do. Yeah. I, I actually completely agree with everything you just said. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it all. Um, we'll move along because we've got a lot of matches to go through. We won't spend too much time on some of these. Like Elias and King Corbin, that was nothing. It, it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah, that Elias was like the, that was just the match that really didn't need to be there. <laughs> yep. Um, we'll spend a little bit of time on this. Raw Women's title, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Short. Not bad. I don't think everyone was cracking on like it was the worst match they've ever seen. I don't think this match was bad at all. It was cut a little bit short. Um, Becky won. She got the year. She won with the same way that Shayna lost her first try at the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. Um, which I think is... Which I do think is pretty good storytelling. Me too. I still was like, oh man, I would have liked to see Becky lose. Because I think Becky desperately needs to be in the chase. I said that many times. However... Um, considering the environment we're in, it's not like we're going to see yeah. Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler wrestle every single week. That just isn't happening because of the times that we're in. So let's just 
give this the benefit of the doubt. Let's hope this adds another layer to Shayna because I do think, in all retrospect, I do think that if Shayna won at WrestleMania, it probably was a little bit rushed. And I still have, I still have my vision is that Shayna is going to end up with the championship. So I think we're going to see that kind of brutal side of Shayna that we saw in NXT for her to win the championship in the first place. Remember Moon. So I think it's good. The match itself, though, Kev, I it was a little short, but I don't think it was bad. No, I agree. I didn't think it was bad at all. Um, I definitely was a little shocked when the match ended because uh, because of the length and because Becky was winning. Because I, I too thought and and probably would have not necessarily preferred, but I think it probably would have made a. I think it probably would have just been better if Shayna won. But like you said. Given the circumstances, maybe you don't want to, you know, and, and you could say this about almost any match on the card, so I, I don't want to harp on it. But, you know, given this, the no crowd and sort of the way that this was sort of not the WrestleMania we expected, maybe it was the right move not yeah. to put the belt on her just yet. Maybe I you want to save that for something bigger. Yeah, um, I agree. Might make it mean a little more. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny. Say we. You almost you almost forget because Shayna was so dominant in NXT, or at least she held on to the belt for so long. You almost forget she lost it in there. Yeah, and I I think that with that that loss to NXT even made her more dangerous. And it felt like after that, once she got the belt back, it felt like you know she you know she had it for her keeps. Yep. Maybe this maybe that's this is what she needed. You know, she needed to take that loss now, make her more dangerous, make her more focused and more just ruthless and you put the belt on her at a later date and, and it, you, you sort of repeat what you did in NXT because it worked very well. I thought. Yep. I agree. So this match ran for eight minutes and 30 seconds. Um, it was the, besides the universal championship match and the pre-show, it was the shortest match on the card for night one. Um, it's weird though, because I'm looking at all the times here that all these matches went for the next match, of course, was IC title match, Sami Zayn and, Daniel Bryan, that only went for 50 seconds was, longer than that It was match. short. Yeah. Um, not the exact match that I rightfully... Uh, I was expecting, like, pure wrestling, but I shouldn't have been because that's just not where Sami Zayn's character is I right know. now. And I went into the expectation of, like, this is just going to be a wrestling, you know, masterpiece. And it wasn't. Let's, not call, let's call it what it was. It was not bad. Um, a lot of like running around, you know, doing typical heel stuff. Um, yeah, there was the match there got shenanigans. there. Yeah, lots of shenanigans, you know, lots of outside stuff. But the match yeah. got there. I, I, at least I thought, and I was happy to see Sammy hold on to the IC title because I think he can do more stuff with it than people think. Oh, I, I'm with you 100 percent there. I think that he should hold the belt for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I wanted a pure wrestling match, and I thought because of the circumstances, you know. With the two competitors involved in the match being as good as they are at wrestling, I thought maybe that the powers that be would would have said, you know, let's just let them go out there and do their thing. There's no crowd, so they have to really, you know, provide for for the people watching at home. They didn't go that route. No, but it's almost foolish to think that with the amount of people involved in the storyline, to think that there wasn't going to be interference and there wasn't going to be outside shenanigans and it wasn't going to be like that. It's almost like foolish. You know, there were that, that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I wish it happened after a 20 minute mat classic, but you know, we don't always get what we want. No. Um, 
Um, so the match wasn't what, it wasn't what I wanted. Maybe it was a little disappointing just because of what I, I, I sort of conjured up in my mind. But it wasn't. But that's bad. on us, not on them, is it? Really? Yeah, that's, that's not us. their. Yeah, that, that, they probably like they probably didn't deviate from the story they were looking to tell the whole time. No, exactly. Sami Zayn won. I was happy. Um, man, we'll spend a little bit of time on this, I'm sure. Well, we might not because it's just so easy to talk about. But ladder match, triple threat for the uh, tag team SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Morrison, Jimmy Uso, Kofi Kingston representing each member of their team. Eighteen minutes thirty. Looking at this time, like that's a for a ladder match, that's kind of long. Ladder match super is good. Sh- <laughs> Man, I wasn't mad. That made that was the match of this entire night, other than the main, which we'll spend a lot of time on that. Um, that made yeah, this me was like feel re- this was like a wrestling match, of and the night. also it made me feel like there was it didn't matter that there was no crowd. I was the crowd for that match because I was just popping, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah. the spots that they were doing in that match. That the the spot that got me the most out of everything, other than the finish, which I absolutely fucking loved um was when morrison walked on the top rope like a tightrope and then did the spanish fly i this was the morrison that i was like i that i loved in 2011 2010 whenever he was fucking there last i was just like that's the morrison i want and this morrison is the one that i'd been waiting for since he come back i'm like this is john morrison this is his lane like he's great with the miz and i think his character work i think they're doing great stuff and now I'm like finally getting to see the John Morrison in the ring that I missed. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it was just some of the bumps that these these guys were taking and the finish itself was, I thought some people hated it. Some people loved it. I was on the loved it train. I just thought it was really cool because he's a heel and he's sneaky and like I yeah, should totally kind of heel. It made like, sense, right? Like, you yeah. know, he's going to, you win by hook or by crook and it, it's the best way you, you slip it out of there with a win. Um, I obviously this was like I, I don't think anyone looked at this match going in and said, "Well, this probably won't be good," given the given the the the, the caliber of competitor. You know, even taking out three comp- even taking out the tag team aspect of it, and making it just a straight up triple threat with Jimmy, with Kofi, and with Morrison. Morrison's interesting to me. I don't. I'm not like a. I was not a big Morrison fan in his initial run. Right. Oh. I was not. I didn't care for him. I didn't think he had much of a character. Um. I think that with the exception of Dirt Sheet Morrison, I think what we got now is a perfect combination of like the shit, the shithead character with like the parkour wrestling. Yeah. Because when he turned like into a good guy, he became like the parkour guy. You know, he was doing all the cool things. He didn't really do that when he was, you know, Johnny Nitro and when he was, you know, ECW champion for a minute there. He didn't really, he didn't really get into that until he became a face, which makes sense because when you're a good guy, you, you want to do cooler things to pop the crowd. I think right now he's like the perfect mix where he's got that character work down pat, but he's also still doing that cool shit. Yeah. Um. I, did you see the Morrison and Miz rap video? Oh, uh, did I see it? I ain't like jested that. That was amazing. It, it was maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, it possibly could have been just because it's so. That's one of those like just. They're just—they have no embarrassment level. That's the thing. Miz will literally, and and, and, I, and I didn't know this about Morrison, but him too—they will literally do anything. Yep, and that they, is they'll great. do anything to just they, make people laugh. And they're just so—they know how bad they are. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just—their their catchphrase is so bad, and I—I I <laughs> ter- it's so terrible. It's the point. I love it. They, and yeah, the way they do it, they're like, the, we are the greatest tag team of the 21st century and they look back and be jealous like 
be jealous? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's like, it's like 2004. <laughs> it, I literally, I had no clue this video was going to pop up my screen during the, during the pre-show. They played it, and I was like, I, I understand why the, these guys are the champs. They are literally head and shoulders just doing, so uh, doing everything right now. It's so good, and I just think it's just that match was just – it was just nutty and it was just the best. And I just, it made night one, it put night one on a different level, especially at that stage. Cause we'd seen some okay stuff and we're like, I was like, okay. Then this was like, this doesn't matter that there's no crowd. Um, imagine if there was, that crowd would have been going nuts. Oh yeah. Um, but this, it, is what, like, this is like, you know, this, they, they had the mindset that I thought maybe Brian and Zane would have where they're like, all right, there's no crowd. So we have to go out there and just do some nutty shit. And they that's, do, that's they, like yeah. kind of the mindset I had with uh, with Brian and Zane. But I knew we were going to get it with this ladder match because, A, it's a ladder match. B, you have three really great wrestlers. And you have guys that, especially with, obviously with Kofi and Jimmy Uso, where you know, they, they work so well together, you know they could do literally anything. Yep. I just think it was just – it was really good. Um, Now, next we have a – what started as a normal match went into a no disqualification match um, – Man, 17 minutes long, by the way. Uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Now, first things first, let's not talk about anything that went on in this match. Seth Rollins had white gear, and I went nuts. <laughs> I was like, yes, Seth, you brought back the white gear, and it's the best thing ever. Wear white. I don't know what it is. It just takes me back to when he was that double champ and everything like it that. Makes him feel, I think the white gear works with this Messiah character. Oh, my God, like, yes. And the way really he holds well. his arms out, and it's just... He's very he, he this character maybe some of the best character work he's ever done. He's a he has, he's a sneaky little son of a bitch with mm-hmm. this. He the little, the little things, you know, the the just he just embraces literally being a god, you know? And yeah. and I think the yeah, the white works and um and I know we talked about this on the preview show. I don't think that either of these guys are really like necessarily at the top of their game right now. Mm-hmm. I don't I'd argue Rollins is probably closer. And yeah. I thought that they, I, I, as a result of that, that line of thinking, I really wasn't like crazy looking forward to this match, but again, like WrestleMania as a whole, pretty good. Yeah. The, obviously what we'll focus on here and the thing we're going to talk about is the big elbow that uh, Kevin did from the <laughs> WrestleMania set to set. He Rollins. jumped off the WrestleMania set. There, this is literally the only time anyone will ever get to say, they, they literally jumped off the WrestleMania sign. Can't be mad at that. I thought it was, again, like you said, way better than expected. Way better than it had any right to be. But at that point, at that that same point, um, look at who's in the ring. They've worked yeah. together multiple, multiple times, and they've always had good matches. Um, yeah, they're, so, they're, they're, great, they're great wrestlers, you yeah. know? And so I thought it was I, good. I just, think, I just think the thing with Owens is, like, I, I want to root against him. <laughs> I don't you know, he, see. I I find Owens really relatable and likable. Let's see. I, I I see that, but he's I I, I just think he, he's just so good as a as a bad guy. But they he both is, are. But they are. They both. They both are, and they're both going to be heels and faces so many times throughout their their careers. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And I just think we ha- we have a lot of the same baby faces. They're small. That's how baby faces seem to operate in WWE, um, unless they're Roman. So this is kind of nice to have like the everyday man as a baby face. And I don't know, that's just, how, that's just how I look at it. But um, the match was good. Owens 
Owens won. I thought Owens was going to win. I didn't think Seth was going to get the win here, just the way the feud went. Um, it was fine. Uh, let's talk about the Universal Championship match. Coming in you at know, a staggering 2 minutes 10. Braun Strowman, we don't have to. Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg in what was just literally a WWE 2K match where you put the finishers to unlimited and you just press triangle as many times as you can to hit your finisher and just try and get the three fall. That was literally this match. It's literally bullshit. It's it's such bullshit because like it's exactly the match I expected it to be. Yep. And this is a world title we're talking about. I don't. And care I'm, about I'm like, oh, US US with two minutes, they hit like four finishers a piece, and that was it. And I expected that. I that's don't what, like Goldberg. That's I don't like me. Braun Strowman. I don't like the Universal Championship. I didn't like this match. I. It is the one aspect of WWE that I just genuinely don't like, and I don't care about it. I, I didn't pay attention. I just was like, power slam, power slam, spear, spear, new champion. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's how I felt. Yeah. I never feel like that. But I just... I, I don't like, like Strowman. I don't like Goldberg. I mean, I don't, I don't like Goldberg. I like Goldberg when he was like Goldberg back in 2003. I didn't even like Goldberg then, though. So, um, I've never been a Goldberg guy. I, I understand what he did for WCW. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't care... Let's not even talk about that match. It, it yeah, I think he's literally. Happen. I think he's destroying his legacy yep. by just continuing to do this. And those reports that came out about him and the way that he was like, "I'm not losing to the Fiend," is very Goldberg esque. And I'm not. Gonna yeah, get into I, that I have at no all. problem believing that because like it's pr- almost it's like 99 percent what happened. Like definitely what it's happened. Definitely, I I, I want to believe the, that and, that's what and the reasoning he gave that that, that 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 was reported was that he didn't want to like hurt. His Lazy. younger fans. I don't think he has younger fans. No, I'm. And what are we considered? We're not considered younger fans, are we? We're that. We're like that sweet spot, you know. I, I, I mean, like, we were, we're we're like almost old enough to have watched him at least when he was in WWE. You know, maybe not yeah. necessarily when he was in WCW, but we watched probably. I mean, I didn't. But, he doesn't. I mean, he, let, let's just get to the point here. He doesn't appeal to us. No, but I, I don't think he appeals to younger people. I don't think that they're like oh it's goldberg because he's literally some guy that wrestled in the 90s that they, just, they don't know about he's just some old man and literally all he's done with the exception of his first match his first you know when he came back in 2016 i'll give him that survivor oh, series yeah. was cool wrestlemania was cool and then he came back i'm still salty about him beating kevin owens so that's where oh, i fell off the yeah. goldberg track that is me. that was bad that hurt that hurt me pretty deeply yep and, uh, owens didn't deserve that in the slightest and you know <sighs> but anyway, let's not dwell yeah. on this. Let's talk about the main event of night one, which was, we. Or I think I said it to you last week, Kevin. I want cinematic. Let's go in on this. Let's make this as just non-wrestling traditional as possible. The Boneyard match, Undertaker, AJ Styles, Chef Kiss. Chef yeah, Kiss. they literally were like, probably, they might have been listening to this show. Because we I both know. said, you know, but this is the perfect was saying, like, Let's just head first with this. Yeah, this is the perfect time to dial like the the, the the corny, the hammy, the 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 out there shit that you know we don't always get to see. But I do think that we when we see it, we enjoy it. Oh, this is the perfect time to just dial it up so to twelve. Good. So and good. They literally were like, "All right, we're going to just go balls to the wall." Oh, they here. went balls deep on this one. The, the moment that I was like, because I was watching it, I'm like, "Okay, we're getting some, we're getting some." Um, we're getting some different stuff here. And I was like, looking around. AJ comes out of the, the coffin. I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. Then when The Undertaker rode in, 
on his motorbike to fucking Metallica. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. this is going to be we're, 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 we, we locked in at the exact same moment then. Because when I That's, heard Metallica, yeah. I was like, okay, and I was like, let's was go. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and there was, there was, the way it was done, it was like the perfect length. It went for exactly 19 minutes, according to Wikipedia. Um, and it, it just was perfectly done. What a perfect, that made WrestleMania go from like a seven on night one to like a nine. I was like, this is just so great because it was so, even with me expecting like a cinematic thing, I still wasn't expecting this. And it made me care about the undertaker, which I haven't done for a little while. Cause it's just been, he's been a shell of himself. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. And it made me actually go, Man, if they use The Undertaker like this, we could get another few years out of The Undertaker. This is, this is the first time in maybe, God, probably like, Jesus Christ, maybe since, since he lost to Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. That I was that. like, you know what? I want to see more Undertaker. That's matches. what I was like. I was like, they're like he, this, yeah. he, could, he could literally wrestle forever. He's not bumping. He could wrestle Sting, which is probably, if not the ultimate dream match, it's in the conversation for like the match yeah. that we never seen. If him and Sting wrestled in a boneyard style match, maybe not bone, but you know what I mean, that cinematic style, that could work. It would. It would, it would probably be even. I mean, obviously, yeah, it is the dream. It is like the dream match. But you you play up Sting's character too, and how like, you know he's got like that mystical shit with with the crow. That would be so ridiculously wild. I mean, I would I would watch it for sure. Oh, I, I thought this worked well because you had, you know, you had like sort of a hybrid Undertaker where he was still, you know, doing some supernatural shit, but he was also like the badass, you know, wore the biker, the bandana, rode up to Metallica, gave him the finger, was talking shit the whole time. Oh. He was like a hybrid of, of his characters, and I think that's like the sweet spot he should live in so because we love them both, right? Yeah. Like everyone loves the dead man, but we've all clearly been clamoring for the American badass. Have, it's like that. It's, you know, when you're like, you're eating a slice, you're eating like a cake, right? And you, you eat it and you have like, say you have a couple of slices. You're feeling a little frisky today. You have a couple of slices. And that to me is the phenom. I mean, not that, but then that, oh, there's one over there, that third slice that's kind of looking at you and you're like, Oh, do I want to eat that? That's biker taker. It's like, yeah, that's like, if I'm feeling real good, I want some biker taker. It's a weird example, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, bitch. Um, yeah, I thought Gallus and Anderson were used really well, literally getting thrown off roofs and stuff. Um, and it was just so good. Oh man, it was just so good. It's crazy. Like when when AJ went to bury Taker, I thought that was the end. And you know yeah. what? I was like, that's really good. I love that. And then Taker just popped up behind him, and I was like, no way. Taker had his powers. Taker had everything, and it was just filmed really well it was done really well and then taker just put his hand up at the end after he buried styles put the hand up his fucking symbol thing come up metallica played and i was like fuck yes just, yeah i literally just amazing <laughs> really. I, I, I went from like you know and i was like oh you know wrestlemania wasn't bad you know uh, yeah i'm like do i even want you know it's night two you know am i gonna be busy for night two after the boneyard match i, I literally was like well i, I can't miss night two now <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's go into night two. Um, we'll talk about the pre-show because I want to talk about Liv Morgan. She defeated Natalia in around about six minutes. Um, 
good little, it was a fine little match. It wasn't anything crazy. However. Yeah, that was pretty much my takeaway was that, you know, it was, it was, it was fine. It, it, was, it was like a pretty Maddie, pre-show-esque match. Yeah, like um, nothing crazy. Obviously there was no story going into this, but I want to talk about Natalia because Natalia is kind of boring, but Liv Morgan, every time she wrestles, impresses me more and more and more. She does new shit that I don't really see any other person doing. She has like a different look. She has a different feel about her. She has like a personality inside the ring that I'm like, I know we use this word a lot in wrestling, but there's potential with her. Potential. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's, I, I think the thing that jumped out to me was, it, and it definitely jumped out to me before, uh, her selling is, her selling oh, is so phenomenal. She really makes like she makes me like think, wow, Natty's really beating the shit out of her, and that doesn't happen often for me. So no, uh, it, it, not, nothing. It's Natty. Natty's a good worker. It's Natty's just like a, okay. You know. Listen, if I'm gonna say anything about Natalia Neidhart, is that she is very good. She's very solid, but she's wrestled the same match for twelve years. The same match and the same character since two thousand seven. This that bitch is, hurt that is... me. I can't get over this bitch. She was my best friend. Let's have a. Nice little solid wrestling match where I, I yeah. kind of work you. I think Natalia Neidhart is a way better heel than a face for what I like. For what I like in a heel, she doesn't do yeah. flips. She doesn't do anything flashy. She's a mat wrestler, and that to me is a perfect wrestling heel for me. Yeah. I know that's yeah. not that's that's not everyone's cup. I think the thing I I think the reason I, I probably enjoyed this match more more so than like her more storyline matches was precisely that because you know. It wasn't the oh you were my friend and now you now you've betrayed me type of match. It was literally just like two people having a wrestling match. You know they were like there was some gamesmanship, but they weren't. You know it wasn't a feud. It was just two people having a wrestling match. And sometimes I think that's the best. I I you know not all the time because obviously you have to tell stories, but I love it sometimes when there's like not really a feud. You know people with mutual respect. You know they're not there's no heel face. Sometimes I just like to watch a good old wrestling match. And that's what Natty brings. And if you're into that, Natty's the best wrestler that ever is um and again wow. everybody i'm not i'm not i don't think natalia is bad because she's obviously not a bad worker at all she's just natty and there's just a certain level that you can get with natty and that's what i know and you're never going to get anything horrible with natty that's not what i'm saying it's just that you're just going to get an italian match especially where she would be in the position with live where she's leading um she's obviously the more experienced out of the two um but i just think this was a nice Natty is good at making people look better than her. So, you yeah, know, this is a showcase for Liv. You know? Yeah, great and, stuff. And clearly, Liv is someone that they're investing time in, right? Yep, she has, she's wouldn't... young. She has a look. She, she's, she's good. She can get a lot better, and that's what yeah. I think with Liv. A little greener on the gills, but you know, she's young. That's she's clear, yeah, clearly, you know, with the with the repackaging and the insertion into the Lana story, and they're, they're she's clearly someone that they have plans for, or at least they're trying to have plans they're for. They're seeing, they're testing the waters with her. Yeah, um, obviously, Which I think it's the best thing you can do. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna make new stars unless you try. It's not always gonna work. You're gonna have some dog shit storylines and some. You know, it's not always gonna be the, that what you want. But Liv, I live is solid. You know, I think all. I mean, I, and again, I, I, I think all three of those riot squatters are solid. Me and too. I think, they all I think they could all be great in their own ways. Yep. I think Liv, I'm not surprised. Live is He's sort of the one. Like the one there putting all the eggs in one basket for. I can see that why too. Yeah, I, I see why she's got the she's she looks the most like your prototypical. I think women's wrestler, obviously in, Sarah in and w- Ruby. Yeah. They're a little. Sarah and Ruby have are kind of out there. And I, 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 I the lines. Like that, but obviously, there's a type, you know. Yep. 
and I think they all have potential. And obviously, the next night on Raw, Liv did get to work with Asuka, and she had a great match with Asuka. Asuka won, which Asuka desperately needed, by the way. Um, but Liv looked great in defeat, and that's another good thing, is that she's not just getting, you know, winning one match and then getting you know, annihilated the next. She's working with top talent and that's a good thing. So um, we'll move along. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. This was actually, now that I'm looking at it, uh, was the longest women's match of the two nights at 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Didn't feel like it because it was a great damn, it was probably the best pure wrestling match of the two nights, I would say. Yeah, in my it was opinion. my favorite wrestling, my favorite in-ring wrestling match was, mm-hmm. was, was this. And we said it. We were happy either way, both of us. Charlotte yeah. Flair, your new NXT Women's Champion, making Rhea Ripley tap out to the figure eight. Really, really good stuff. Now, Charlotte is... Uh, we now know, by the way, after that phenomenal ladder match yesterday on NXT, um, we're yeah. getting it. We're getting what we wanted. Charlotte There's, and Rio. It's just they had to, right? Like, I mean, I thought... Uh, I, I, I sort of thought EO would win no matter Me what because I just think she it's her time, you know? And, and But just Jesus Christ, Charlotte and EO just, oh, oh my God. And I would be happy if Charlotte, I hope Charlotte holds on to the championship for a little while, to be completely honest. Um, But her and Rhea, man, they they opened up night two with a fucking banger. Oh, yeah. That was a good and I think the diff- match. And I think you're going to look at this and say, okay, well, the, the, this was this was like the best pure wrestling match in night two. Then the ladder match was probably the best pure match and night, like not kind of cinematic stuff. With the ladder match was like night one's highlight. The difference for me is that you know we knew. I think we all knew what we were getting with that ladder match. Yeah. Um, as good as Charlotte and Rhea are, and we know they're good. It's not something that like we've seen. You know, Rhea is still young. Tested waters. We didn't yeah. Know what, the, some people don't click. Some people don't yeah. click. Oh yeah, you could be really great and just not work well with somebody, yep. but they, got, they worked well, very well together. Yeah, I didn't have any complaints from this match. I mean, yeah, you could you could you could complain about the win, I guess, for Charlotte if you if you're you know a big Rhea fan and you you didn't want to see her take a loss there. I could certainly see that. I I think that I maybe I I mean the only thing is like you can't really tell right now whether a loss hurts her because it's all about what happens going forward. Like this could be. She could catapult herself up to the main roster and run roughshod and win the SmackDown Women's title in like two months. You, you know, don't this, know. Could be, this could be the best thing that could have happened for her. You, you really don't know. And I said on Headlock Talk Show on night two on their review, um, that wild mess that that was, that show was brilliant. Um, Rhea Ripley was becoming a little stale. I think she won the title and just became a belt carrier, to be completely honest with you. And I love Rhea. It's, it's because we, that, that moment where she won the belt was like, is like, is an iconic NXT moment with the people in the ring and stuff. Like, that is a seminal moment in NXT history. Like, that was crazy. Iconic you is really a very triggering no word for me right now. Because I don't... What? Iconic is a very tri- triggering word for oh, me right I'm now. Sorry, I'm because sorry. I just don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah, they're just chilling. Um, But yeah, get, get back to what anyway. I'm saying. Rhea, you know, she really had nowhere to go but a little bit. Not saying she, like, fell off the earth or anything. Oh, She's no. still great. But she definitely went a little bit down her trajectories after winning the title. I think that happens to a lot of people because you love yep. that chase, right? Yep. But it is true. I think I think this. I think you're kind of right. I think that this was sort of like a a, 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 a wake up for her, where you know she's like, you know, we had the different gear. You know, you just saw her, you know, in a different way. And yeah, I mean, this could be like this could be her her segue to the main roster, and I think it will be. It makes sense, right? I think she's done everything she could have done in NXT. She won the championship for God's sake. 
Yeah, um, I, I, I really enjoyed the match, though. I was not angry at the finish. A lot of people thought I might have been, but I was not. I'm a Charlotte well, yeah, Flair yeah. fan. Um, I'm a big Charlotte fan. I think Charlotte's the best they have. Um, so I just, I was fine with it. And for Charlotte to work with some of the uh, people down in NXT, I was not mad because that division is so fucking good. That's um, why I want her to hold the belt for a while because yeah. I want her to work with as many people as she can. I don't want to see agree. her win the belt, drop it to EO, and then go back up to the main roster. That would be yeah. kind of a waste, right? Yeah, I agree. And her and EO are going to – oh, man. That's going to be they're so just gonna moon, They're just going to moonsault, and it's going to be great. <laughs> I just – oh, man. I hope they hold off on that match for a hot minute. Let it build. Um so, yeah, I was very, very happy with this match. Um, we'll spend, like, two and a half seconds on this match. Alistair Black beated uh, – beated. Beated's not a word. Well, beated is a word, but, you know, defeated, I was meant to say. Uh, Bobby Lashley, I don't give a fuck. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I feel like they're just – they're trying to do something with Lashley and Lana. I don't care. Yep, they're seizing like, their split up. And it, I, I honestly – honestly, I watched TikToks for this entire match. It's funny um, when when they were coming out to the ring and uh, whoever whoever was doing commentary for this match was like Lashley accompanied by his wife Lana. I was like, wait, when did they get married? <laughs> um, that, that's just, I completely I, forgot about the greatest segment in Raw history. This the wedding? Are you talking about the wedding? Of course. Okay, good because that wedding was lit. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to add on that match because whatever. Um, it was probably like, how long was it? Seven minutes and 20 seconds too long. Yeah, it was, it was literally seven minutes and 15 seconds too long. It should have been a black mass right at the beginning. That's the finish. Something of eight minutes and 15 seconds of pure amazingness was Otis and Dolph Ziggler. And we finally got the moment, Kevin. We got what we wanted. The big was guy really... got the girl. I literally didn't believe it was going to happen until it happened. Like I, I was like, so like, oh, Ziggler's going to win because Vince doesn't think that Otis can get the girl and Ziggler's going to kiss Mandy Rose oh. and Tucker's going to be here and he's going to screw Otis and everything. I, everything I didn't want to happen is going to happen. And it's going to suck. But everything I wanted to happen did happen. Good. It was just, and Sonya and Dolph is a weird, odd pairing that kind of like low-key works. And I was like, this slaps. I like this. And then Mandy come out and I was like cheering for Mandy Rose, which ironically i do but i don't know i was like can mandy rose be a face i'm like if she's with otis fuck yeah she can be i want to see her destroy sonya deville and that's weird because mandy rose is not like a likable character but with otis like she is and she he picked her up and they kissed and she hit Dolph in the new nads and i was like oh my god this is so oh a lot of of nut shots in this match yeah there was um that seems to be wwe's go-to thing lately is just Kick a dude in the balls. Um, oh, man. Well, they love tried it. And- well, um, it works, so it's related the, uh, feeling. The, the video package leading in. Oh. Uh, this was probably like I don't, and this is you know this is common knowledge that with work and with everything I haven't been watching week to week. So like this video, I, I I've been keeping abreast of this storyline because it's friggin' great. But the video package was so well done that like any oh. any like doubt I had in this storyline was just erased. I was like, it was oh my so god, good. It was just it's just so. This story has layers, and that's what I like about it. It's very simple, though. It's just very it, it, much like it's it's it, it's it's like simple and like a little complex at the same time. Yeah, so many different 
moving parts and it's just like, like there were like you know for something as simple as a love story there were like five different ways this could have gone and it's like i've never been more excited to see a mixed tag match ever and i'm so excited and, and for, this mixed really, tag match. for what feels like the first time ever wwe was presented with multiple options and they made the right choice it was this it was just i i just can't like i'm looking at it and i'm like they didn't do anything wrong i got exactly what i wanted I, w- I got Mandy Rose hitting Dolph Ziggler. I got Mandy Rose hitting Sonya Deville. I got Otis winning over Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. And I got Otis kissing Mandy Rose to walk away with the... He got the pretty girl. Like, Otis, Otis is the greatest of all time. He absolutely fucking slays. And I just... It was just... Oh, man. I've watched that match a couple times over and I'm like, this is great. This is so great. Um, yeah, was, did you mention the crowd and, for that? That was the one time. Where that, I know. That's one of the ones where it's like, damn, that would have oh, been great. Well, imagine that pop when Mandy come out, slap Sonya, hit Dolph, Otis won, and then they kissed. They would have the, went. The building might have exploded. It would have went. And like a, a, a small thing that comes out of this that I'm looking forward to is that inevitably at some point, I know you mentioned the mixed tag, but we are going to see Sonya and Mandy like one-on-one at some point. And that's something I've been waiting on for like a long time. Yeah. And we've been talking. I, got about- I didn't think I'd love Sonya. I didn't think it, I, I didn't think I'd be rooting for Mandy Rose and in, in, in a Mandy Sonya feud, but like, how could I not? Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, I mean, I just smile when I talk about this cause there's just so much stuff I want out of it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just a happy, I'm just a, oh, man, I'm just so happy with that. I'm just so happy. Um, but moving along because to follow something like that, you have to kind of lean in and 36 minutes and 30, uh, 36 minutes, 35 seconds, last man standing edge defeated Randy Orton in exactly what I thought it was going to be in the terms of uh, using the PC to their advantage. Um, great storytelling in this match. Some people thought it was too long. Some people, I was, I, I thought it was, it didn't feel like 40 minutes to be completely honest. Cause I was just really invested in this. Cause you know me, Kevin, I'm a sucker for that storytelling kind of match. And that ending to me was just nerd. perfect. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, complete, complete, <laughs> I'm a fucking Mark mate. Um, so oh, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I liked it. I will say that. Do I think I think it could have been shorter? I I think that maybe um the at the point where they're sort of in like the weight room area and I feel like there was just a lot of standing around, but I I, I could forgive that because I think I thought once they made it to like the production trucks area, I thought it was like some of the best shit I've seen in a long time. That. The one moment where I, I, I sort of went from like, oh, this is pretty good to like, oh, shit, this is like ruthless was uh when they were on like there, the, the pickup truck was back there and Orton hit the draping DDT from like the top of the truck oh. down into the bed. Oh. That looked so nasty. I was like concerned. Because it plays into our like, even though we know this is, it's Edge wouldn't be wrestling if he wasn't cleared, but there's that thing in the back of our head like, yeah, please don't hurt yourself. Same- it's the same thing that, like, I think every time I see Daniel Bryan in the yep. ring now, like, every time he, because, and, and they know that, so they and lean into it a lot. So good at, yeah, he's so good every at holding time, his neck. Every time he, like, lands on his head and neck, I'm like, oh, God, that could be it. And he sells it so well. Mm-hmm. And Edge also sells this shit really well. Edge hasn't like, missed a beat, has he? 
Holy no. shit. Oh, God, no. That that should be everyone's main takeaway is that Edge has been away for nine years and just, like, still is great. And, and just, it, you know, your second takeaway should be Randy Orton's been doing this for 20 years and is still really great. And, and like we've – I've said this so many times. When Randy Orton can sink his teeth into something, he's the best. He's when Randy Orton is on, there might not be any – even at this stage of his career, there just might not be anybody he, better. The, he carried this story. The really? story, was, yeah. So you know, Edge obviously Edge wasn't wasn't he was there selling, for you know he was selling the selling the concerto, and, and it's a Randy Orton just out there RKOing. Why every segment, every segment that Randy did from Royal Rumble up until now was absolutely perfect with Matt. You know what's you know what was like really like really cra- like awesome to me, and I didn't I was I was not made aware of this until watching the package before the match. So I, I I saw the RKO. I, I watched the RKO like twelve times. I bet Phoenix like that was crazy. Oh. What I didn't watch was some of the promos he cut, oh. where he basically said that he was protecting Edge from himself, and he wanted Beth and and their daughters to have a father and a yeah. husband. That is so good. That is like that cuts so deep. It, it makes you feel, doesn't it? And it makes you it makes you feel like it's somewhere in that twisted ass mind, he thinks he knows he's doing the right the thing, and heels. that is like, it's crazy. The best heels are the ones that you can go. I fucking hate you, but you go, maybe you're right. And yeah, you kind of think so, and you go, so... and you try to get it in your own mind. And you're like, if I, you're trying to go, okay, if I was Randy Orton, is this is he doing the right thing? Even though I hate him and I want Edge to beat the shit out of him, I was like. That's the best heel to me is when it makes me question my own. It makes you think. You know, it, it, it was, it, this was a thinking man's heel. It was complex. I love it. I, I just and ate it, this up. It, it just, and it's, like, oh. it's crazy because like Orton is like, – this wasn't like – you know Orton's a great heel. This wasn't like the psycho – it wasn't necessarily the psychopath like 09 heel. This was a lot more nuanced. Mm-hmm. It was like talking a little softer and talking a little – slower and yeah. really especially with the no fans thing they've done a great job of promos WWE have done their best promo work in years yeah great promos um, just focusing on on the face and actually listening to the words you're saying it's it, it makes it kind of digs you in and you're kind of paying a little bit more attention you put your phone down for that 15 seconds 20 seconds and you kind of just you would you, you just absorb it but the match I thought the ending was perfect um, yeah, that, oh my god, crying it, it, and was, telling the rest was, about the fucking count, and I was like, it was okay. Man. The crying was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> I do not like it. I, Edge has obviously done acting in the last nine years with Vikings and whatever else he yeah, did, and he can tell. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Um, obviously, the only way the only way that match was ending was with a concerto. It just oh, yeah. makes sense. And the only way was um, winning with with was with Edge winning, in my opinion. Oh yeah, the, could you um, imagine if Orton won? That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> it was just really well done. I just really, yeah. really thought the, uh, it was good. Someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I went back and rewatched the match because, like, and I, I kind of agreed. Um, and this is, you know, I, I've I've said before that I'm not someone who genuine who gen- generally like gets invested in the commentary on a match. I did think it was kind of like weird the way how like they're just kind of talking very softly. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my god, Edge is doing and this." I, I think Orton. part of that is because though, like. Of you know the no, I think maybe it's just like because there's like literally no one in the building yep, to make noise that off like that. Uh, it was a little. I didn't think it was like the worst thing in the world. That definitely didn't like harm the match for me. It was a little weird. The only other thing, and this wasn't. This was kind of just funny to me. Um, the, the contrast between Edge and Orton were like 
Edge was like very quiet in his selling and like just was very motionless. When Orton took a back bump, you heard it. You just heard him. You're, he's like, ah, ah. And no because there's no one there, it's just literally all you hear is Orton just like moaning. Just moaning, yeah. Um, you I heard thought that, that a lot. was terrible. Yeah, but, he's like, and you know, obviously there's a lot of bumps, so there's he's gonna you gonna get hurt. It was just really good. I just really, really did enjoy it. Um, moving along, Street Profits versus Angel Gaza and Austin Theory. It was about six minutes. We don't really need to talk about the match. The ending is what we need to talk about here. Obviously, Street Profits won. Um, and then the kind of three-on-two attack. Zelina getting involved. And in comes the EST. Bianca Belair helping out her, her hubby. And, hubby. Uh, the Street Profits, um, I wasn't expecting it. I was happy to see Bianca Belair because we're both Bianca Belair fans. We think she's wonderful and it's oh, yeah. long overdue that she's in a prominent role. But with the Street Profits, I was like, obviously it makes sense, but um, not something I really expected. I think it's better for them than it is for her. I don't think she needed to be aligned with the Street Profits. I think she's a star. Is she a step above that? I That, that was my take was like, I think she's, I think they're trying to pull the street profits along. Nothing against the street profits. I'm not like crazy into them. Uh, obviously, Montez, like they're both good. They're good wrestlers, and Montez Ford makes funny faces and shit. But I'm not like crazy into the street profits. Uh, I, I think Bianca Belair is is the, is clearly the star of the three. And if yeah. they're gonna, you know, they want they want to they want to align them, and they, they want to maybe you know put some shine back on the profits because I think they're definitely more popular in NXT. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my thing with Bianca is that I don't want her to be rushed. Everyone's like, okay, go, go challenge Becky, go challenge Becky. Let's just beep beep back up here for a minute. Just take our time with her because I think she has I think she has that a lot. I think she can be the the woman. I think she can be the girl, but I just want it to be a nice slow build to this because I don't want any rushing. I don't, I just want it to work really well. And I know it can, but if you put her into the storyline, people th- thought a lot. I know it's a little bit different. People didn't have maybe the same expectations for Lacey, but a lot of Lacey's stuff that people hated her so much was that she was thrusted right into the women's championship storyline last year around about this time. And it, it halted her a lot. I understand. We'll talk about Lacey the, a little the, later. The difference, though, I, I think between a, a Lacey and a Bianca is that Lacey was like not really a prominent figure in NXT. True. Uh, Bianca was. Bianca was, That's you know, true. in storylines for championships and got a lot of great matches in and became someone that people loved. Whereas I, I'm sure a lot of people probably weren't that familiar with Lacey. And then she was like immediately in the raw women's championship picture. You know, that's, that is true. I will admit that, but nonetheless, I just hope it's not rushed. And I hope she works with the street profits for a little while, works with Zelina and then just slowly builds her way up because that moment will be a lot bigger. That's just all. That's my thoughts on it. But, um, you know, was what it was. Um, I'm happy to see, see Bianca Belair officially on the main roster. Um, speaking of Lacey Evans, there was a fatal five-way elimination match that went for 19 minutes and 20 seconds long. Um, Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina, the absolute machine, uh, 
Mm. Okay, so we both went into this like we wish it was an elimination. This probably would have been a lot more fun with it not being elimination. However, the story called for it to be elimination because this story was essentially about Banks and Bailey, which is what we kind of went in there to. Um, we both said Tamina would be eliminated first. We were correct. Um, but hey, Tamina had a little bit of a showing in there, I'll admit. She I mean, she had the showing that I expected her to have yep. where and it was like they're all going to gang up on her. She was going to throw them off and be super strong and then she was going to get banged on the Super kicks and Samoan yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of them pinned her and off, off she went. Then Naomi was eliminated by, I think, Banks eliminated Naomi? I think it was. Sasha tapped her out, I believe. Yes. So then we were down to Banks, Lacey, and Bailey. And the the way that the story was going was obviously there was double teams, but there was a little bit of friction. There was obviously tension. They had a promo earlier in the night where Sasha was like, you know, I kind of want that title, you know, smiling away, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Lacey eliminated Banks. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Going this way. I, uh, I'm like... I'm like I was like I was surprised, but also I I, I didn't think that we were gonna get the Bailey Sasha showdown now because no. like I feel like they wouldn't have thrown it just sort of haphazardly at the end of a five woman elimination match. No, I agree with that. However, I thought Naomi would be in that. Yeah, spot. I definitely thought it was gonna be Naomi, like you know, hitting the rear view or something. Lacey had a great showing in this match. She did, and she looked good. And I'll I'll people don't give Lacey a lot of credit because they just they're quick to hate her. But I thought Lacey did well. Um, the match ran a little long. I liked it, but I it did. The 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 last two ran for a long time. Like Lacey and Bailey were in there for quite a while, and there was a lot of like in between stalling. I definitely liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. And I I I kind of was a little surprised that Bailey retained. I wasn't. I, I didn't think they. I like Bailey. You know how I am with Bailey. I think she's a really good heel. Um, people are very split on that. But I think she's a great heel. Um, but she she won. Banks obviously helped her. There was that kind of tease. And this is where we seem to be going now. I hope they hold off until SummerSlam. It's in Boston. Um, so it obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, well, if we uh, in SummerSlam, we're back to fans. It's in Boston. Um, but I hope we can kind of play on this for a, lot, a while. Because obviously that moment where Banks attacks Bailey is going to be pretty huge and I want fans there for it. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But um, I you was know, fine it, with it. it. It definitely feels like something that deserves a big, a big crowd and a big moment. Yep. And I, uh, I, I like the match though. Bailey went over is what it is. Bailey is now the only woman in history to defend successfully both the Raw and SmackDown women's championships at WrestleMania. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad Bailey gets like a lot of shine because I do like Bailey a lot. Yeah, she's the yeah, she's she... the underappreciated horsewoman. I think. Yeah, for sure. For all for sure. Um. So, and I think she's the most solid all round. I think she I does think everything that... good, but nothing great. <laughs> that's yeah, how that's I fair. See I think that she had like art, probably the best NXT. I I enjoyed the hugger a little bit more than I enjoyed the boss. Characters, well, character she had a better run as. Are you talking NXT? Um, yeah. championship runs because uh, I'm talking like in general, and also I guess you, you lump that in there. I think Sasha has done better on the main roster. I, I think they put more behind her quicker. Yep, I agree with that. Bailey, but uh, Bailey's obviously shown out well for herself, and she's done. You know, she's been quietly just pretty damn good. Yeah, she's like just underneath 
the best. That's how I see Bailey. Yeah, she doesn't get the she, she doesn't get the flash that Charlotte and Sasha and Becky get, but she's there. You know, she's 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 a horsewoman for a reason. You know, yep. and she can and work with everybody. She's probably the greatest NXT match of all time. So you guys, she, she could ride that forever. Yep, you can wave that banner. Um, thirteen minutes. We had uh the Firefly Funhouse match. The very similar cinematic feel that the Boneyard match happened uh, had, but very different. <laughs> um. Yeah, some people oh. didn't love this. I yeah, this one was a bit more pol- like I think the Boneyard match was almost universally concrete. loved. Yeah, this like one was more polarized. Like I, I yeah adored this. I thought it was I liked this better than the Boneyard match. I, I I don't know if I lo- oh god, it's so tough because it's so like different though, and the actual if you think about the story of it and stuff like that, it it worked so well. It was a little like crazy and like what the fuck is going on here? But that's Bray Wyatt in a nutshell, like. Sometimes he's talking, you're like, what the fuck? But there's so many callbacks. Yeah. It was just, the, I just uh, the moment it started, I was just like, this is just brilliant. <laughs> the thing with the thing with the, this whole thing was that, like, they made it, like, they, they, here's the, the thing with The Fiend is The Fiend works better, sort of in theory, you know, with, like, promos and these the, the weird videos and all the cool, like, all the, the psychological stuff. Definitely works better than like the fiend in the ring, you know. I, I you know, I think that's where people sort of like are like, ah. Eh. So this was this was literally playing to his strengths, you know. It, it wasn't a wrestling match. It was literally, it was literally as as described on Twitter, uh, a trip through John Cena's biggest uh, insecurities as a performer. Yeah, it was his fears, wasn't it? It was like he, everything that he's fought against, and when he finally fought against it, he lost. Yeah, you know, like, was he going to get fired? No, too. Was he going to become the doctor at Thugonomics? Was he going to turn heel? It was literally like every what if we've ever had about it John Cena. inside the mind games of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's like how Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or Funhouse, what the fuck ever you want to call him. It was how Bray Wyatt sees he, how he envisions his mind games, his play onto people's insecurities. He's a bully, essentially. Yes, That's what bullies he, do. He's so goddamn good at that. Sort and they of had like, the Bray Wyatt too. cult thing and that. Like, we hadn't seen that in so long. I was like, oh, that's the Bray that I remember. Like, oh, my God, Bray was so great. Because Bray's just a great talker, and Cena's great. Um, Cena is great uh, at what he does. I'll give Cena, like, a lot of props, because he he, he, very, he clearly had fun doing this. Oh, you could tell. And I'm sure this was, wasn't the match John Cena envisioned, you know, talking with Vince McMahon four months ago to go, I want to come back for Mania and I want to whatever work with Bray or whatever the plan was. Probably wasn't the match he envisioned, <laughs> um, but it's certainly the match we got. This was, was this was better than any like re- any wrestling match we could have had. Yep, and they called back to WrestleMania 30, which is where essentially why this is happening. And it was just really, really good. And I just really did enjoy it. And it, yeah, right? again, you know, it's, it was a, like a love, love. If, if you've been a Cena fan since the since like day one this was like a love letter to you because you basically just yeah. got to relive it was it i do like the fact that both of the cinematic matches more so with the firefly funhouse match was that it was kind of like um rewarding you for watching wrestling for so long yeah because you, i think you're like oh the like, nwa like, eric bischoff uh, ruthless aggression era thugonomics cult bray just <laughs> vince mcmahon and such good shit and all of that yeah. stuff like there was, was just, yeah. It felt like they there were like, okay, you've watched right. for this long. Here you go. Yeah, and I, I like that. Obviously, I get that you don't want to alienate new fans, but 
every so often I want some friggin' credit for watching wrestling exactly, for as long because as I have. WWE is marketed to the casual fan and we're used to that and we understand that going yeah. in and that's just what but when they do stuff like this I'm like yes I have been watching for 20 years nearly like I I, I deserve yeah, to feel good, like yeah. I matter yeah um, the, li- the little things too like Wyatt hitting the you could look but you can't touch at the oh, very beginning that's when I knew we were getting into something here. He's a slot like, for opportunity. Was that was I, better, I better fasten my seatbelt. It was like a slot for opportunity. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a funny one. Um, so, okay. So, we'll get past that match. Um, I know you you didn't tweet about WrestleMania at all until I seen about one or two tweets that come through. Because I, I just checked your Twitter. I'm like, did Kevin tweet during Mania? But you did. Um, I think I tweeted at the very beginning of night one and the very end of night two. Yeah, so McIntyre, Brock Lesnar, WWE Championship. McIntyre won in around about four minutes, 35 seconds, typical length. Um, you weren't particularly impressed with the match. It's like a little lazy, which I understand. It's just basically they're doing finishes and whatever. Yeah. Nonetheless, I'm not going to look at the negatives of this match. I don't want to talk about the negatives. The well, positive here, The positive here is that Drew McIntyre is WWE champion, and we got oh, that yeah. moment. I'm not. I, I will not. I'm not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. That that is, you know, and I, and you can make the argument. Oh, they should have waited to do it in front of a crowd. But honestly, I think I may have said this. If you wait, you might not have Drew in such a red hot spot that you have him in right now. Yep. Um, so I get it. You know, got I get the moment. it. And, and, and you want it's still WrestleMania. You still want a moment to end the show, whether there's a crowd or not. And it and felt I, and like WrestleMania by the end of night two. I was like, yeah, this is Mania. This feels like Mania. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like him, like you know, when he was on his knees and he's looking, he's gonna cry. He like reached out to the camera. That was cool. Yeah, like, you but, can't. Yeah. You gotta feel for the guy. The guy's been through like a lot. He, he literally yeah. was fired. From the yeah. Um, and, and then, then he just became this like man beast on the and uh, in, in 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 Europe and came back and. Took NXT by storm, and even then he came back, and he was still not doing like great shit on the main roster for the first couple of for the first like year and a half. You know, when he was with Ziggler, I didn't like it. When he was a dog of war, I didn't like it. I just thought maybe you know, maybe the ship has sailed on Drew McIntyre. Mm, but we got there. The story was the story was so great. You know, like it's it's a real life story. It's so easily to, it's so easy to connect to because it's a real story. Like they they literally didn't make this up. The taxi got to the de- destination. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. And um, I just yeah, I, I, I understand. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my my problems with it. It's just that you know we got largely the same so match that we got with the universal title, and I expected it with the universal title because you have Goldberg who can't work. And Strowman, who's not a like a lights out worker, Lesnar and McIntyre, I think, is the different story. I think they're both really great wrestlers, you know, and I think that they could have gone a lot longer and had like yeah. an actual wrestling match. No, I understand. I, I I'm get just what you're mad from. that like we've gotten to the point, and I hopefully this resets now that we have the belt off of off of the Lesners and the Goldbergs. I just I hate that we got to the point where like we expected these title matches that are supposed to be these epic clashes that go on for 25-30. They, they've been reduced to like four-minute spam the finisher button matches, and I hate that. I, I don't like that at all. I, I really just don't like the finishers. It worked the first time. It worked at WrestleMania 31. I'll give it that. When, when it was Lesnar Reigns, and Reigns just got kicking out of F5s. That was cool. That was crazy. After that, it just got old, and now I don't want to see it anymore. As much as I like I, – I, and I know Lesnar could wrestle. I know he can go long because we've seen it. 
No, I understand. I get you, and I know where your frustration is coming from. Um, McIntyre won. We got that moment. Of course, technically, the main event of WrestleMania, I guess, was the big show and Drew McIntyre, which is fucking yeah, weird. That, 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 makes it, that makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> whatever. McIntyre beat Big Show as well. Have you watched any of the Big Show show yet? It's on Netflix. I've heard nothing but good things it's about it. It's actually fantastic. I haven't finished this. That's first right. I, 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 I like jokingly mentioned to, to my to my some of my friends that watch wrestling. I'm like, guys, we're gonna watch the Big Show show. But like after talking to some people and you know sort of seeing some some snippets of it on Twitter, it 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 seems like it's pretty good. It it honestly really is. The thing with the Big Show is that you know as much he's as he really turns, good. as much as he, he could be a bad guy and a good guy and a bad guy and a good guy, he seems like a genuinely really good person. Like he does. The, mm-hmm. I've never heard a bad thing about the Big Show. No, I I agree. So like that presents itself to comic situations rather naturally. Yep. Um, I agree. It, it it's it was good. It was good. Um, WrestleMania and, and as I, a whole, it was just yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Honestly. I, uh, I made this point on 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 Aussie Lucian show on my earlier today. That you know, people could say what they want about the Big Show, and you know how he's he's old, he's old, he's not he past his prime, yada yada yada. That's a huge win for Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it is. Like they they've never like they've protected the Big Show pretty well, I'd say, throughout his whole career. It's not like he just loses all the time, you know. He he's been a champ, he's been champion a couple of times. You know, not necessarily only the only the world champion the one like, a couple of times, ECW and the WWF, but. You know, he's been, you know, he's held pretty much every belt you could hold. He's, 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 he's always been presented as a force. And for Drew to beat Lesnar and then beat Big Show in, in one night, te- technically one night, um, that's crazy to me. That is insane. Yeah. That, that, that speaks to what they feel about McIntyre. And you know what the thing with the Big Show is? Like, since we, we get so, in, we get to see him so infrequently and especially in matches. They're like they've got. Like, it feels like he's gotten better at wrestling. Like maybe I, this match, I thought I did, and I did watch McIntyre Big Show, and I thought it was fine. And before that, you had Big Show and Strowman, and I thought every single one of those matches was just perfect. Fair enough. I have nothing to add, to be completely honest, because I just don't well... damn. Well, yeah, that was WrestleMania. It was good. I really enjoyed WrestleMania. I thought it was much better than it had any right to be, to be completely yeah, honest. That's like the best way to put it is that like it just blew – it exceeded expectations by a lot. Yep. I thought it was great. They did what they needed to do. There was nothing over. There was nothing really bad on the two shows, to be completely – like bad, bad, where I was like, other than the Universal title match. How do you so, feel about Gronk winning the 24-7 title? Oh, I don't care about Gronk. I, I honestly, erased that from my mind, to be honest. I guess he's that, honestly like, great. He is pretty good at talking in the terms of like he can keep energy. Um, oh, but, he's got more energy than most most people. But I, like, I don't I just, like. I'm not like yeah. a huge fan of the guy. But and I didn't I, know who I, he was thought, before WrestleMania 33. I thought the uh, the sort of launching himself onto a pile of people it probably sends the wrong message in the social distancing era. Well, everything but, does in this. Like, they shouldn't really yeah. be wrestling to be going. Oh, yeah, that's really true. Honest. If you want to look at it like that. Um, um, but I, here's what I'll say about Gronk is that I sort of thought when they're like, oh, he signed with the WWE. My take on that was like, oh, he's going to do something at WrestleMania and then he's going to, like, leave. He's going to get paid. He's going to go. 
clearly, if they're going to put, even if it's the 24 7 championship, he's got to come back, right? He's, he's going to be zone. here. Yeah, he's in we'll actually see him wrestle a handful of times. And if he's willing to dedicate himself and like to be somewhat, he doesn't have to be a full time wrestler, but he's going to wrestle matches and stuff. I respect that. I just don't they, want him to no, come they in. They said when he signed, he signed with NXT. That's good. I, I just don't want him to come wrestle. and like get a huge paycheck and like fuck off. Nah, you know? Well, um, no, nah, I don't think that's gonna. be He's a hell of an athlete, and he, you know, he's he's like big and fast, and like he probably could be a pretty decent wrestler. Probably. We'll see how it goes. If you're willing to take the time. We'll see how it goes. Um, overall though, good WrestleMania, good stuff. I enjoyed it. Um, nothing really more to add on that. The only other thing that I want to talk to you about, which could go really long or not, I don't know. Did you watch the Edge Twenty Four? Uh, I didn't actually. Oh, you need to. And get your tissues because you'll cry. I was like gonna a say, I bet it'll make me cry. Oh my god, it is. It goes for about an hour and a half, so you know, grab a snack. Um, okay. But it's Maybe I'll watch the it best twenty-four they've ever made. I, I, so I, I did good. see multiple tweets saying that, and I, I, I'm sure it's great. I, don't, I never had like the emotional connection with Edge that a oh, lot of people seem to have. Bitch, I did. Um, I, I know. I should say. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. The the, the rumble even pop. But don't, Kevin. It's a story. No, I get it. Literally, it's, it's, they it's started the, the 24 as life after wrestling, and it moved into oh, I'm wrestling again. And they talk about the fact that I won't spoil too much, but they talk about the fact that AEW offered him a lot of money. Damn. And he was like, well, he they said another wrestling company, but that means AEW because they talk about all the others. So they said. If it, probably if it wasn't for AEW, I'll put it this way. If AEW didn't offer him money to wrestle, Vince wouldn't have probably been like, well, okay. Because he said I was going to go to Vince and like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to have to tell you my offer to Vince because I've been loyal to Vince. And if he can't match it, then fuck yeah. If I can get cleared, I'm with you guys. But he went straight to Vince and Vince said, well, we better see if we can get you cleared. That was the first thing he said. Yeah. And then it was, you know, after that. So um, everyone that hasn't watched the 24 on Edge, I, it's definitely 1000% recommended viewing if you're into that kind of documentary style, but I think it's the best 24 they've ever made um, just for the detail and the emotional level of it and how much Beth Phoenix actually helped that man. Um, oh yeah. She's a saint. She's a wonderful, she just seems like a very nice human being and she, she always has. Yeah. And great worker. Ooh, Beth oh, Phoenix God, is so yeah. good. Literally um, like put the company out, put the, at least the women's division on her back for some time. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, she was the woman that was in the wrong generation of women. The Clamazon. Uh, the little crown thing. Anyway, um, that would probably do us this week for this episode of Wrestling Reverb. We know that we can talk about wrestling for a little while. WWE and AEW are both filming. Well, AEW filmed all their stuff. WWE are going to be filming four or five weeks of television after SmackDown or before SmackDown or something. Um, so. We're going to get wrestling for at least a little while. Money in the Bank is going ahead. Um, obviously, it's not going to happen with fans, but it is going ahead. So I guess it will happen at the PC or wherever they can kind of... Well, the stay-at-home order in Florida, I don't know if you know this, TV workers are essential, which is weird. I mean, the, the, I will say Florida literally seems to be making stuff up as they go. But Fair. I'm glad they are. Because like, it means I get wrestling. So Yeah, we get wrestling. So we're going to get wrestling for a little while. So we don't have any problem with content. Um, not that we ever would. We talked about Ian Hathaway at the start of this show. So I don't know. Well, um, yeah, remember that. People forget. Yeah, hey. Callbacks. Aren't I great at that? Nice little 
fuck yeah moment. Um, okay, well, I hope to see you all on TikTok very soon. Follow me again, at Josh Robinson 00 on TikTok. Um, yeah, just follow me on TikTok. That's really all I'm going to plug. Follow me on TikTok. You want to plug anything, Kevin? Don't follow me on TikTok because I don't have one. You should get TikTok. It's I, I absolutely refuse. <laughs> oh my God. You should just get TikTok just to follow me for that. No. Game. You know, I want more followers. Um, <laughs> that's you're what my desperate plea is here. Follow you're not getting TikTok. follow from this guy. <laughs> what a bitch. Um, you sound like a Goldberg fan. Is that right? Goldberg fan. Oh. Goldberg fan? Damn. You sound like a Goldberg fan. Just saying. Damn, why you putting? Why why you gotta do me like that? Yeah, why you like, why you gotta not follow me on TikTok? You know, bold gerg. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, that will do us this week on Wrestling Reverb. Um, make sure you rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. Comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Give us a old retweet on Twitter. Um, and you will catch us next week. Uh, for some more wrestling talk. And, of course, you can catch all the shows I have here on the Josh Robinson Double Zero Network. And we'll see you on the next